Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to say a very big thank you to esteemed Tamakama for giving me this great opportunity to handle today's prayer session. Esteemed family, the prayer point is posted on the chat room. Um, we are going to be praying for youth and teenagers in our nations. Matthew, Matthew chapter 4, verse 16 says, and the NIV says, the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of shadow of death. Sorry, the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. We pray for teenagers and youth in our nations. We declare that there will be a reculturing of minds, realignment of hearts and refining of individuals for kingdom advancement in our schools. We affirm that there will be an awakening of unstoppable move of the spirit in all schools and nations and beyond. Praise the Lord. Listen, family, let's kind of go ahead and be to our mic and speak in other tongues fervently. Sakatana 
Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your greatness, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, oh God. Father, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, for our youth and teenagers, oh God, all around the world. Hallelujah. Lord God, we declare that, Lord God, that these ones, oh God, are heritage of the Lord, oh God. We declare that these ones are shielded, oh God, from evil, protected, oh God, from the corrupting influences of this world, oh God. And they are guided rightly in the path of light preordained for them, oh God. Lord, declare that, Lord God, through our teenagers, oh God, the administration of God's wisdom is evident for all to see in the name of the Lord Jesus God, and with all where we fit to God, they will bring their word to, to, it, to its knees, oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus God, oh God, we declare that none of God shall wait in their zeal, oh God, the weak and feeble among them is empowered, oh God, and while the strong, oh God, are committed, oh God, in building and raising others for ministry, we declare that these ones, oh God, are born before you, oh God, in the name of the Lord, hallelujah, oh God. Their minds, oh God, are recultured, oh God. Their hearts, hallelujah, are realigned, oh God. These ones will preach the gospel, oh God, in their schools, oh God. And in everywhere they go, in the name of the Lord, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Our teenagers, oh God, and you, oh God, are not carried away by material things, oh God, by things of the world, oh God. They are not carried away. Well, God, but they're not carried away, oh God, with the schemes, oh God, of making quick money in the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. These ones, oh God, are influencing their word, they are influencing their spheres of contact, oh God, unto righteousness, oh God, in the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. For in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Samakama, for this great opportunity. And I want to thank the prayer team, esteemed Pastor Deborah, Ma, esteemed Dr. Kevin Erisma, and esteemed Sister Tina, Ma. Thank you so much, esteemed family, for praying for teenagers and youth all around the world. God bless you richly. And right now, can you hand over to the prayer team, esteemed Sister Glennis? Thank you, Ma. With a heart of worship and in adoration, you are God, you are God. With a heart of worship and in adoration, you are God, you are God, King of all creation, gracious love in you are God, you are God, King of all creation, gracious love in You are God, you are God, King of the earth. King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life, 
glory, glory to your name. King of the earth, King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life. Glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory, glory to your name. With a heart of worship and in adoration, oh, you are God, you are God, King of all creation, gracious, loving, and kind. Oh, you are God, you are God. King of the earth, King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life. Glory, glory to your name. King of the earth, King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life. Glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory, glory to your name. King of the earth. King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life. Glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory, glory to your name. King of the earth. King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life. Glory, glory to your name. King of the earth, King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life. Glory. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory, glory to your name. With a heart of worship and in adoration, you are God. You are God, King of all creation, gracious, loving, and kind. Oh, you are God, you are God, King of the earth, 
King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life. Glory, glory to your name. King of the earth, King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life. Glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory, glory to your name. King of the earth, King of my soul, you are my God, the strength of my life. Glory. Glory to your name, King of the earth, King of my soul. You are my God, the strength of my life. Glory, glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory. Glory to your name. Oh, you are king of the earth and the strength of my life. Oh, dear father, you are the strength of my life. You are the source of my life. You are the core of my being. Is there someone who can attest to these things? Have you looked inward and found that your strength, your help comes from nowhere else but from the Father? Is there anyone who can say that he is the source of your life? the source of your increase, the strength of your life. Those are very deep words. Those are very deep words. Can you attest that you're propelled by him? That endless supercharged energy. Can anyone say that you are propelled by divinity. The life of God is in you, making you a life-giving spirit, powered by the spirit of God. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name. Glory be to your name, Abba Father. Thank you, Lord, for who you are to us. Thank you for what you're doing through us. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow. Esteemed Sister Glenn, you are a blessing to this house. God bless you. God bless you.
Lord, bless you so much for the spirit that you bring to worship. God bless you for ministering to us this morning and for always to all the priest team, all the prayer team, dear esteemed sister. Peace always firing. Ah, Kai, thank you for the intercessory prayers, my God bless you so much. Always here in time, never giving excuses, going above and beyond. All the prayer team, all the praise team, God bless you. And I want to thank especially the team, Sister Makama, for this amazing opportunity to stand in for her. Thank you. Esteem, my God bless you, Ma. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, everyone, for being part of today's devotion. And right away, we will get into it. Today is Wednesday, the 7th of June, 2023, one week gone. Hey, Father, Lord God. Ah, and the title of today's devotional is Communicating the Gospel Effectively. <laughs> oh, they wrote my name in this one. Oh. <laughs> you know how pastor can be featured in church. <laughs> you know how you can be in a service and the man of God is preaching and they will say something to you. You know that you get this one. You can just open your heart and collect it. <laughs> so this devotion is like that. And now we get this one. Ah, <laughs> oh, I receive it with humility. Yes, with Holy Spirit. <laughs> Communicating the gospel effectively. Oh, Father, Lord God. We come into new dimensions of evangelism, of communicating the good news. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're about to open to us. Our hearts are ready. We have eyes that see, we have ears that hear, and a spirit that is open to receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Our theme scripture for today is taken from 2 Timothy 2, verse 24 the Passion Translation, and the Bible says, for a true servant of our Lord Jesus Christ will not be argumentative, but gentle towards all and skilled, skilled in helping others see the truth. <laughs> Therein lies the, the glitch. Please, Am I being heard? Can anyone hear me? Yes, ma. Yes, ma. Okay, thank you. Skilled in helping others see the truth. Pastor said, Pastor says, I remember years ago, I was preaching to a class of little children, less than 10 years old. A trained child evangelist had invited me and he stood at the back as I preached to the children. While, while sharing the word with them, I turned over to the evangelist 
and saw him weeping profusely. Kaya, as I wondered why he was crying, he walked up to me and said, you just preached Jesus, not only to these children in here, but also to me. My speech and my preaching to those kids weren't with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. Kai! First Corinthians 2 verse 4. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Ah. <laughs> you asked why I'm laughing. This was not my experience. <laughs> I remember I was sharing with um, some, some, some people recently how um, we got this um, new um, um, praise minister in church and then um, so every day in church was as if I was in a live concert. You know, he comes and then he sings, he performs, and everybody's screaming. But there is this, there is this emptiness, you know, for me. It was, it was as if I was, you know, in a live concert. Like anytime I come to church and he's the one ministering praise. Ah. We always raising hands, raising legs, and it was just like that. Some days you would hear songs like say hey hey hey, say ho ho ho. There is uh, that we we'll just keep paying and hoeing. So one of those one of those days I decided to communicate the gospel. Oh Father Lord God, I had prayed about it. <laughs> you know, um, I had no no I had I had prayed for the choir over and over. Well, it kept happening, so I decided to talk to the um, choir and director. But when you see, I didn't pray about that particular individual, if I remember, yeah, you know, about the ministration per se. So I had spoken to the, I had tried to use scriptures to explain to the choir director why it was important that we adopt, you know, they, that they adopt the New Testament worship why it was necessary to look into the uh, lyrics of the songs and get the ministers to minister, not to perform. You know, get them to that place of preparation before they come to minister. Ah, child of God. You see, Pastor's testimony was quite. <laughs> Pastor's testimony is that he communicated and he was, you know, he was, he was, he was, every, oh my God. By the time my communication was done, what I heard was that I had said that the entire choir are canal and don't know how to sing. I am laughing about it now, but it was not funny then. So how do we communicate the gospel? Communicating it effectively because as far as communication is concerned, if the intended meaning is not the received meaning, you've not communicated. There is what is called in communication a disruption. So it happens even when we want to communicate the gospel, when we want to, when we want to, however you want to put it, when you want to preach, when you want to teach, when you want to correct, when you want to instruct, 
let it not be with the enticing words of man. And I always, I think after that incident, I, I always prescribe that you pray first. That, is, that the person's heart is permeable and open to receive. Because if the intended meaning is not the received meaning, then you have not said anything. Pastor says, as you grow in your Christian work, it's important for you to know how to articulately and effectually communicate the gospel. You see why I said today's rhapsodies, they wrote my name inside. As a young teacher, that was one of my biggest concerns. I knew if I didn't communicate right, people wouldn't hear me. If they didn't hear me right, they wouldn't believe right. Oh, Father, help us. And if they didn't believe right, their faith would be in jeopardy. To communicate the gospel effectively, you have to first give yourself to the study of God's word, number one. Now, we are doing how to communicate the gospel effectively. In case you're writing notes. Hey, Father, Lord, God. Oh, thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, show, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. When you study the word and it gets into your spirit, it inspires, transforms, informs, educates, and cultures you. Hallelujah. Number two, also you have to trust the word of this, the power of the Holy Spirit to help you convey the message in a way that will transform lives. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. John 7, 38. This refers to the Holy Spirit pouring out through you. Amen. As the word enjoins us to be filled with the Spirit, do accordingly. Ephesians 5, 18, verse 20. This is number three. It says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I, don't, I want to say very big thank you to, to, to our highly esteemed man of God for today's Rhapsody because Kai, 
as I was going through it, I don't know if anybody else has that experience. It was as if the, 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 the tiles are being put in place. And there is this um, settlement in my spirit. It is one thing for us to talk. It's another thing to communicate. Talking is not communicating. And by the spirit of God, we've come to find that to communicate the gospel effectively is not something that we can do, you know, from the figments of our imaginations or as a result of our eloquency. It has to be by the workings of the spirit of God. This cuts across every ramification of our lives. In our relationships, in our marriages, in our workplaces. When you don't communicate effectively, a lot of things go wrong. So many things go wrong. If you check the relationship between husbands and wives, you find that one of the key ingredients to a successful and sustainable you know, relationship and marriage is communicating. And this is something many people don't know how to do, to communicate effectively. As a matter of fact, when it comes to marriages, a lot of things are swept under the rug. Literally, a lot of things are swept under the rug. They can target endurance, they can target patience, they can target perseverance, but so many things are left unspoken. And that is why when it pours out, it comes out with so much anger, so much resentment, and so much bitterness. Pastor has taught us today how to communicate. It is possible to talk to anybody at any time. And the person will come to an understanding if we do it right. If we do it right. Because when we don't do it right, our good intentions will be easily spoken of, just like the example I, I had earlier given. I had very good intentions. But at the end of the day, it was easily spoken of. I, 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 I pray to God that, the, that, that it wasn't everyone who saw it like that. Probably the person that, um, that the thing was made for, probably uh, uh, I, I, my prayer was that he would see it with the writing, I, I didn't mind taking the bashing because, I mean, what are we here for? If we're not here to take the bashing for, 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 God, for, for Jesus, for the gospel, for God, I, I didn't mind taking the backlash. It didn't matter. Because at the end of the day, they had to make all the necessary adjustments, irrespective of all that was said and done. Adjustments was put in place. But many times, we have to communicate right. It is paramount that we do that by the leading of the spirit and adopting the three steps that pastor had taught us this morning. They are crucial in communicating the gospel effectively. So thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's devotion. God bless you all. And I want to say thank you again to the esteemed sister Makama for this amazing opportunity. God bless you so much, Ma. And right now, I'll hand over to the esteemed pastor Nima who will take us in the further studies and the Bible reading. Over to you, Esteem, my God bless you. Thank you, Esteem, Dr. Kerr.
morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connecting from. We are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I'll start with the further studies. Praise the Lord. Second <clears throat> Timothy 4 2. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. First Corinthians 2 4. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Praise the Lord. Please let's take the prayer together. Dear Father, your righteousness is revealed in and through me always. My words are conveyed in the power and wisdom of the spirits. Inspiring faith, hope, and love in the hearts of my hearers. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion. And we're in John chapter 20, we'll start from 19. Praise the Lord. Caption. To believe. Later on that day, the disciples had gathered together, but fearful of the Jews, had locked all the doors in the house. Jesus entered, stood among them, and said, Peace to you. Then he showed them his hands and sides. The disciples, seeing the master with their own eyes, were all struck. Jesus repeated his greetings, Peace to you. Just as the Father sent me, I send you. Then he took a deep breath and breathed into them. Receive the Holy Spirit, he said. If you forgive someone's sins, they are gone for good. If you don't forgive sins, what are you going to do with them? But Thomas, sometimes called the twin, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, We saw the master, but he said, Unless I see the nail holes in his hands, put my finger in the nail holes and stick my hand in his sides, I won't believe it. Eight days later, his disciples were again in the room. This time, Thomas was with them. Jesus came through the locked doors, stood among them and said, Peace to you. Then he focused his attention on Thomas. Take your finger and examine my hands. Take your hand and stick it in my side. Don't be unbelieving. Believe. Thomas said, My master, my God. Jesus said, So you believe because you have seen with your own eyes. Even better blessings are in store for those who believe without sin. Jesus provided far more God-revealing signs that are written down in this book. These are written down so you believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and the act of believing of real and eternal life in the way he personally revealed it. Praise the Lord. This comes to the end of today's New Testament reading. I'll say a big thank you to Sister Maka for this opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everyone. God bless you, and I love you. We love you too, esteemed Pastor Onye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed Sister Maka for this great and glorious opportunity to take the Old Testament reading of our Bible studies today. Thank you, esteemed Dr. Kel, for an amazing Rhapsody exhortation. 
Thank you, esteemed Pastor Ndapandula, for sharing your screen. And thank you, esteemed Brother John, for the opportunity. Today, we'll be reading the book of 1 Chronicles, chapters 23 to 25. 1 Chronicles 23, preparations for worship. When David got to be an old man, he made his son Solomon king over Israel. At the time, he brought together all the leaders of Israel, the priests and the Levites. The Levites, 30 years and older, were counted. The total was 38,000. David sorted them into work groups. 24,000 are in charge of administering worship in the sanctuary. 6,000 are officials and judges. 4,000 are security guards and 4,000 are to serve in the orchestra, praising God with instruments that I have provided for praise. David then divided the Levites into groupings named after the sons of Levi, Geshon, Kohath, and Merari. The Geshonites, Ladan and Shimei, the three sons of Ladan, Jehiel, Zetham, and Joel, the three sons of Shimei, Shalomoth, Haziel, and Haran, all heads of the families of Ladan, the four sons of Shimei, Jahath, Ziza, Juesh, and Beria. Jahath came first, followed by Ziza. Juesh and Beria did not have many sons, so they were counted as one family with one task. The four sons of Kohath, Amram, Ishar, Hebron, and Uziel, the sons of Amram, Aaron, and Moses. Aaron was especially ordained to work in the Holy of Holies, to burn incense before God, to serve God and bless his name always. This was a permanent appointment for Aaron and his sons. Moses and his sons were counted in the tribe of Levi. The sons of Moses, Geshom and Eleazar. Shubael was the first son of Geshom. Rehabiah was the first and only son of Eleazar. But, but though Eleazar had no other sons, Rehabiah had many sons. Shelomith was the first son of Ishar. Hebron had four sons, Jeriah, Amariah, Jahaziel, and Jekamiam. Uziel had two sons, Micah and Ishiah, the sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi, the sons of Mali, Eleazar, and Kish. Eleazar died without any sons, only daughters. Their cousins, the sons of Kish, married the daughters. Mushi had three sons, Mali, Eda, and Jeriboth. These are the sons of Levi, twenty years and older, divided up according to families and heads of families, and listed in the work groups that took care of the worship in the sanctuary of God. David said, 
now that the God of Israel has given rest to his people and made Jerusalem his permanent home, the Levites no longer have to carry the tabernacle and all the furniture required for the work of worship. These last words of David referred only to Levites 20 years old and above. From now on, the assigned work of the Levites was to assist Aaron's sons in the work of worship in God's house, maintain courtyards and closets, keep the furniture and utensils of worship clean, take care of, an, of any extra work needed in the work of worship, and provide bread for the table and flour for the meal offerings and the unraised wafers, all baking and mixing, all measuring and weighing. Also, they were to be present for morning prayers, thanking and praising God for evening prayers and at the service of whole burnt offerings to God on Sabbath, at new moons and at all festivals. They were on regular duty to serve God according to their assignment and the required number. In short, the Levites with the sons of Aaron as their companions in the ministry of holy worship were responsible for everything that had to do with worship, the place and times and ordering of worship. The family of Aaron was grouped as follows. Aaron's sons were Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. Nadab and Abihu died before their father and left no sons. So Eleazar and Ithamar filled the office of priests. David assigned Zadok from the family of Eleazar and Ahimelech from the family of Ithamar and assigned them to separate divisions for carrying out their appointed ministries. It turned out that there were more leaders in Eliezer's family than in Itamar's, than in Itamar's, and so they divided them proportionately. Sixteen clan leaders from Eliezer's family and eight clan leaders from Itamar's family. They assigned the leaders by lot, treating both families alike, for there were officials of the sanctuary and officials of God among both the Eliezer and Itamar families. The secretary, Shemaiah, son of Nathanael, a Levite, wrote down their names in the presence of the king. The officials, Zadok the priest, Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, and the leaders of the priestly and Levitical families. They took turns. One family was selected from Eliezer and then one from Ithamar. The first lot fell on Jehoiarib, the second to Jediah, the third to Harim, the fourth to Se Seorim, the fifth to Malkijah, the sixth to Mijamin, the seventh to Hakos, the eighth to Abijah, the ninth to Jeshua, the tenth to Shekaniah, the eleventh to Eliashib, the twelfth to Jakim, the 13th to Hupa, the 14th to Jeshi, 
Jeshibeab, the 15th to Bilgar, the 16th to Imar, the 17th to Hezi, the 18th to Hepizes, the 19th to Pethahiah, the 20th to Jehezkel, the 21st to Jakin, the 22nd to Gamor, the 23rd to Deleiah, the 24th to Maziah. They served in this appointed order when they entered the temple of God, following the procedures laid down by their ancestor Aaron, as God, the God of Israel, had commanded him. The rest of the Levites are as follows. From the sons of Amram, Shubael, from the sons of Shubael, Jediah, concerning Rehabiah, from his sons, Ishiah was the first. From the Isharites, Shelomot, from the sons of Shelomot, Jahat, the sons of Hebron, Jeriah the first, Amariah the second, Jehaziel the third, and Jechamiam the fourth, the son of Uziel, Micah, and from the sons of Micah, Shami. The brother of Micah was Ishaiah, and from the sons of Ishaiah, Zechariah, the sons of Merari, Mali, and Mushi, the son, the son of Jaziah, Jaziah. Beno, the sons of Merari from Jaziah, Beno, Shoham, Zakor, and Ibri, from Mali, Eliezer, who had no sons, from Kish, Jeramiel, the son of Kish, and from the sons of Mushi, Mali, Eda, and Jeremoth. These were the Levites by their families. They also cast lots the same as their kindred, the sons of Aaron, had done in the presence of David the king, Zadok, Ahimelech, and the leaders of the priest of the priestly and Levitical families. The families of the oldest and youngest brothers were treated the same. Caption: The musicians for worship. <clears throat> Next, David and the worship leaders selected some from the family of Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthorn for special service in preaching and music. Here is the roster of names and assignments. From the family of Asaph, Zachor, Joseph, Nethaniah, and Aserela. They were supervised by Asaph who spoke for God, backed up by the king's authority. From the family of Jeduthon, where there were six sons, Gedaliah, Zeri, Jeshuiah, Shimeh, Hashabiah, and Mathathiah. They were supervised by their fa father, Jeduthon who preached and accompanied himself with the Zeta. He was responsible for leading the thanks and praise to God. From the family of Heman, Bukiah, Methaniah, Uziel, Shubael, Jeremoth, Hananiah, 
Hanani, Eliatha, Gidalti, Romamti Ezar, Jushbek Kashar, Malothi, Hothi, and Mahazoit. These were the sons of Heman, the king's seer. They supported and assisted him in his divinely appointed work. God gave Heman 14 sons and three daughters. Under their father's supervision, they were in charge of leading the singing and providing musical accompaniment in the work of worship in the sanctuary of God. Asaph, Jeduthon, and Haman took their orders directly from the king. They were well-trained in the sacred music, all of them masters. There were 288 of them. They drew names at random to see who would do what. Nobody, whether young or old, teacher or student, was given preference or advantage over another. The first name from Asaph's family was Joseph and his 12 sons and brothers. Second, Gedaliah and his 12 sons and brothers. Third, Zakor and his 12 sons and brothers. Fourth, Israel and his 12 sons and brothers. Fifth, Nethaniah and his 12 sons and brothers. Sixth, Bukaiah and his 12 sons and brothers. Seventh, Jesarela and his 12 sons and brothers. Eighth, Jeshaiah and his 12 sons and brothers. Ninth, Mathaniah and his 12 sons and brothers. Tenth, Shemir and his 12 sons and brothers. Eleventh, Azarel and his 12 sons and brothers. Twelfth, Hashabiah and his 12 sons and brothers. Thirteen, Shubael and his 12 sons and brothers. Fourteenth, Mathithiah and his 12 sons and brothers. Fifteenth, Jeremoth and his 12 sons and brothers. Sixteenth, Hananiah and his 12 sons and brothers. Seventeenth, Josh Bekashar and his 12 sons and brothers. Eighteenth, Hanani and his 12 sons and brothers. Nineteenth, Malothi and his 12 sons and brothers. Twentieth, Eliathar and his 12 sons and brothers. 21st, Hothi and his 12 sons and brothers. 22nd, Gidalti and his 12 sons and brothers. 23rd, Mahazioth and his 12 sons and brothers. 24th, Romamti Ezar and his 12 sons and brothers. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading. Of our Bible studies. Once again, I'd like to thank the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity. I'll now hand over to the esteemed Brother Martins for the affirmation and communion segment. Do have a prolific day, everyone. God bless you. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Emmanuel and your 12 sons and brothers. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to esteemed Sister Maka for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much, Ma. We'll be going into the affirmation this morning, and the affirmation is on the screen. We'll be taking affirmation. We'll be taking five times this morning, and then remember the affirmation is a hundred times affirmation. We're supposed to be affirming hundred times. 
but this one will be taken five times. So as your private as your private times, you'll be taking the remaining 95 times. Praise be God forevermore. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I, Martins, walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. At this point, we're going into the communion segment, and our text is taken from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. For I've received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. For another beautiful day, we will break bread in accordance to your word. Lord, as we break this bread, we decree that every doors are open. You are the God that opens a door that no man can shut. You are the God that gives us the victory. Lord, we thank you. As we go forth this day, we go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All doors are opened, none shuts. We make progress, we advance, we move forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We have the victory and we celebrate our victories even this day by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Hallelujah. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he has sucked, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. This be Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenants. And Lord, this day we thank you. Oh, this blood that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel. Oh, the blood that speaketh victory. The blood that speaks joy. The blood that brings happiness, laughter, peace, and great prosperity. Lord, we thank you. That as we take this cup, we are favored of God. We are favored of angels. And men will take it upon themselves to do us good. Everywhere we show up, we are loved, we are preferred, and we are gifted with everything good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Goodness and mercy surely follows us all through this day and indeed every day of our life. As we take the cup of the Lord this day, 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Go ahead and take the cup now. Sakidan Kashalita, Kain, the Kain, the Kainda, Sguvrang Lajdaba, Gigundus Apuk Aprikita Ishta, Kilan the Kid Hakata. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to Esteem Stamaka for his great privilege. Thank you so much, Ma. And thank you to all our amazing co hosts. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to the esteemed Pastor Deborah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins. Thank you, esteemed co-hosts, for a beautiful time of fellowship. Glory to God. And it's the celebration segment. Today is 7th of June, 2023. Glory to God. If it's your birthday, the birthday of a loved one, a special event, a special location you love for us to celebrate with you an anniversary please quickly come to the chat room and let us know what it is so we can celebrate with you glory to god and if this is your first time of being with us and inspired by the word we would love to welcome you please come to the chat room let us know your full name what state or city you're connected from if you're connected from within nigeria if you're connected from outside nigeria we would like to know the country Glory to God. And of course, who invited you? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Sister Kavi says, today is my daughter's sixth birthday. Her name is Menare. Happy, happy birthday to Menare. A lovely name. Prolific Peggy Weld says, good morning. Yesterday was my daughter's birthday, Christine. Happy, happy birthday to your daughter, Christine. Oh, so amazing. Happy birthday to her. Bridget Wallchanger says, it's my younger sister's birthday. Her name is Anna. Happy, happy birthday to Anna. Glory to God. Happy, happy birthday to Anna. Awesome, awesome. Any more birthdays, celebrations, anniversary, first timers? Any more in the house? Okay. Luam Desta says, today is my cell member's birthday. His name is Brother Mohammed. Happy, happy birthday to him. Glory to God. Latu Salimatu Elemon Brandicus Capillaran de Sitikia. Okay. Well, the King Harriet says, today is the birthday of my amazing twin girls. Chioma and Chizaram and Neke, aka Oma and Zara. Oh, awesome. Happy, happy birthday to the girls. Yesterday was my lovely sister's birthday, Telma Benstowe. Happy birthday to your sister. Oh, it says June 1st was my mom's birthday, Ammonia Alison. Happy, happy birthday to everyone in the house. Glory to God. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Prolific Elamoses says, today is the birthday of my loved one, Sharon. Happy, happy birthday to Sharon. Oh, glory to God. Lord, we are grateful. We are grateful, oh God, for the special birthdays of these, our loved ones. We are grateful for their lives. Lord, we say thank you for Another year added to them in bliss. 
in glory, in beauty, in excellence. Hallelujah. These ones are divinely protected because they are connected to us. These ones, their lives are from glory to glory, from excellence to excellence, from beauty to beauty. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The young ones are growing in strength, in grace, in wisdom, in knowledge, in understanding. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. Lord, we thank you. They are blessed. And they are going out and they are coming. In. They are protected and kept from wicked and unreasonable men. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, this ones they glide above. Glide above the situations and circumstances, the economies and economics of this world, the policies and wicked written and unwritten codes and laws in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Happy birthday once again. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. I am grateful and I do not take it lightly. Over to you, ma. Thank you, ma. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the privilege of fellowship with you, Lord, and with ourselves together. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for being there for us. Thank you for holding us and walking us through life victoriously. Thank you. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when the wicked rose up to eat up our flesh, because you were with us, they stumbled and they fell. Thank you, Lord. You are gracious and you are kind. Thank you. Thank you for standing strong with the church. Thank you, Father because you would not allow the church go under. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit of God. We give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah. Thank you, Brother Martins, um, Brother Emmanuel, Pastor Oinier, Dr. Kel, Sister Glenis. Sister Peace, thank you so much for all the different segments earlier handled. Pasanda Pandula, thank you for holding on um, on the screen, sharing consistently and diligently. Thank you all so much. Praise God. Um, I want to thank you all for um, showing up at the 9.30 p.m. prayers yesterday night. We had... Um, I think we had over like about 80, 80 people or so that showed up. If I'm not wrong, Esteem co-host, can you confirm? I think we did. And I want to thank you all, you know, together as we stand in the gap concerning matters, concerning our countries, concerning the peoples of the world. We know that we would see the things that we are desiring. You know, the beautiful thing about what we're doing is the prayer of agreement. And if you've read the book, How to Pray Effectively, um, I remember that in that book, Pastor said that when it comes to the prayer, when it, when it comes to the prayer of agreement, um, he said faith is not even required. He said you just need people who would um, agree. If they agree 
and that agreement is in their heart. You know, if we agree that um, this matter, we want a change. You know, like we, we handled a matter yesterday and we all agreed and we used the case of King Sennacherib in the Bible when he went against the um, 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 Hezekiah, King Hezekiah and, the, and his people, Judah, you know, and we use that scenario because we are, you know, the beautiful thing about our journey as Christians is that like King Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. If you would check, there's a story in the Bible that you can use as a case study for your matter, whatever the matter, and it's the same God. That's why in the New Testament, it tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's telling us that we're dealing with the same God. If he did it in the Old Testament, he will even do more in the New Testament because we have a better covenant in Christ Jesus. And you see, he cannot even not help in the New Testament because it's like not helping himself. Because God became flesh and came in the person of Jesus. And then this Lord Jesus became one with us, him being the head and the church being the body. The head cannot say that they want to cut off the finger and he will say after ram, not the finger and I cut it off. The first place that will feel the pain is the head. So God cannot not help us. I don't know if you understand because he's saying that he cannot help himself. And, you know, I'm talking about the church and I want you to understand that for your life. Praise God. Um, God cannot not help you. You know, sometimes you are in a certain kind of situation as a Christian and you might be feeling overwhelmed. You might be feeling abandoned. You might be feeling like God is not there. Never see. You see, Christianity is more of your mindset. And you see, this mindset is controlled by your, by your knowledge, your consciousness and your confession. That's why Pastor says those are the three effective doctrine, um, effective pillars of Christianity. That mindset, the other day I was explaining to you about the favorite child of a father and how he boldly enters into the parent room. You, you, be, you might be thinking twice before you even knock on the door. The, the child has opened the door and entered. Like the way we enter the room, mommy and daddy will literally jump out of the bed. Like, what is the matter? And daddy... They'll they just they'll just they'll just realize that ah, is this their favorite child? They'll just relax back on the bed. It's a mindset. That child knows that it, it, no matter what, even when he's being scolded, he daddy say, Ah, why did you just bat into the door? Daddy, I wanted to just greet you now before I go to school. He, he just knows that he's loved by the father, he's loved by the mother, and it can only be for his good. So he knows that whatever reaction he will get at any point in time is a reaction of love. And that's the confidence you must have as a Christian. No matter the situation, see, never get to that point where you are crying and feeling abandoned. No, God cannot not help you. For God to abandon you is for is God to abandon himself because you are a part of his body. And you must understand what a Christian, what who a Christian is. It's one of the things that Pastor tried to clarify for us towards the end of last month's devotion, if you remember. Who is a Christian? A Christian is one, one with God. He shares the life and nature. I think the best way, you know, because sometimes you, 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 it's difficult for some people to understand that we're one with God. But have you ever heard of Siamen twins? 
if you read books like um, books from the likes of Dr. Ben Kassin, you, you should have heard of Siamen twins. How many of you have heard about Siamen twins? Where they are connected in their body. They are connected in their body. It's, it's like one, it's two people, but one body. There are those of them that have one bottom and then in, in, at, at the top, they then they, from the waist upward, they not have two body. Those ones cannot even be separated. They are connected, they are one body. So it, gives, it gets you to understand that anything that you do to one, you do to the two. Maybe that will be pictured, but even what we have with Christ is greater than the Siamen twins connection because there are some of them that they have successfully separated. What we have cannot be separated. We cannot be separated. So what am I trying to say? Have confidence in God's love for you. Have confidence in God's staying, um, do I call it power? No, staying person. He's ever with you. Because these are the things that will help you through the storms of life. Because the Bible made us understand that there will be difficult times. There'll be, there'll be the evil day. There'll be that time when it seems like, ah, ah, now let me date this world. What do I do? do? What do I do? Now let me, ah, what, what sin I commit? You know, commit any sin. You know, commit sin. Bible talk, um, evil day. Talks about the evil day. Proverbs 24, it says, 10, says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. The scripture is telling you that there will be the day of adversity. Everyone is going to have that first year. But you see, it's like when um, you, you, you watch some movies now, they now say that uh, um, they are coming to actor's house to come and attack him. Actor already knows that they are coming. So he has already set all the traps all the traps that is needed in the different place. You know, when you say you want to come and catch somebody in the house, the actor now say, okay, say when I won't come my house, say, I go set everything for now. He now set trap in different places, now sat down somewhere with his machine gun. They first start shooting them as they're entering inside the company. In their mind, they've trapped the actor. Then at the end of the day, he gives it to them well. What, what's the diff what, what, what happened? He, was, he knew that the adversary was going to come and he was prepared. All these things we do are preparation. The times of prayers are preparation. The times, the devotion, they are preparation. The, the, the um, um, project and message, they, those are the things that are strengthening you. So, you know, you listen to a message about the name of Jesus. You get more knowledge about that weapon. It's a weapon. It's an instrument. It's a weapon. So you have the name of Jesus as a weapon. So you are on standby for any, you, 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 there, there's the one where you, you, you are uh, offensive. You are the one taking the attack. Then there's the one where as you're going about your life, you are you are on attack. You 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 know that the enemy can can try any nonsense. So you know you have a weapon. One is the name of the Lord Jesus. Then you have the weapon of the word of God in your mouth, Rema. So when you listen to messages like Rema, fighting the good fight of faith, all the series, taking possession of what belongs to you, you get the full knowledge, the full consciousness of that weapon called Rema. Then you have another weapon, the Holy Ghost in you. You know that when you speak in tongues, you speak mysteries, you throw confusion in the camp of the enemy. That's why Pastor would tell us in, in, in the message, um, um, power in the name. He was saying that, ah, they kidnap you. He said, tell them to carry you and be going. He said, as you are going, begin to speak in other tongues. Begin to speak in other tongues. Because the tongues are weapons. 
So you know that you have several weapons that you can use at every point in time. You are harnessing the weapon. You are getting more knowledge. You know that um, people who shoot gun, right? You know they have to learn how to shoot gun because if you don't handle a gun properly, you can actually shoot yourself. So they learn. So you can have a weapon and not be dangerous. We all have the word of God at our disposal. We all have the name of Jesus as Christians. We all have the Holy Spirit. We all have all the tools that are available to all of us. But not many of us know to have knowledge on how to use each of those weapons. Not how many of us know how to engage it and how to win in the time of, ad of, ad of adversity. So it's not enough that you are a Christian. You must know what you have and you must know how to use it. Praise God. I want to read you a scripture. Psalm chapter, um, Psalm 1, the book of Psalm chapter 1 in the Amplified Classic Translation. I want to read you from verse 1. It says, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man. You know, you know, you know, um, what I want to bring out of this particular Psalm is a Psalm that many of you know. You can literally quote it, especially in the KJV, right? I want to talk to you about um, hindrances to your success. Hindrances to your success. You know, we set out, we said that this June, we want to have specific testimonies at the end of this month. We said that we're going to break bread morning, noon, and night concerning a particular matter. I want to talk to you from this scripture about hindrances to the success of that journey that you've embarked on. Blessed. Happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. I, I, I want to go back. Now he's saying that this man, if this man does these things, he'll be blessed. That means he'll be happy. He'll be fortunate. He will be prosperous and he will be enviable. That means people will see him and want to, want to have his life. They want the kind of life that the man has. They say, ah, ah, this is Tamaka's thing. It seems like everything is always working. So I like her life. He's, that man is enviable. You want him. You want his life. You want his grace. You want to experience what he's experiencing. He says, number one, he walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly. And then he explained it. What is the counsel of the ungodly? He said he's not following the advice, their plans and their purposes. For instance, in recent time, most of the time trending on social media is one thing or the other, one dance step or the other, one um, 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 photo trending on the other. For instance, many of you, I'm not sure I've said this here, but I want to say it today. You get pregnant, right? You do photo shoots. You open your tummy in your photo shoot. I hope you know where that thing started from. And I hope you know that they are actually gathering photos of bare tummies on the internet for a purpose. You know, we Christians just see certain things and we jump at it. I hope you know that it's a devilish agenda. I hope you know. Because I don't get why a pregnant, we already know you are pregnant. Why are you opening the tummy for us? Why did you do the photo shoot and then you open the tummy? What, what, what? See, sometimes they even have the sense enough to think through certain things before you do it. 
A woman's pregnancy cannot hide. She's pregnant and we know it. From that, when we see her, when we sight her, we already know that she's pregnant. The question is, why does she have to open the tummy in a photo shoot? Is a plan of ungodly people. They started the trend. They are, then there are those dances. There are different kinds of dances. The ones that are dedicated to different demons. You just pick a dance on the internet. Somebody's trending something. You carry it. First and foremost, the musician that is trending it is not a Christian. You joined the challenge. I don't get it. He said he does not follow their advice. They gave you an advice on social media. I said, do it like this. You joined. He does not follow their advice. He does not follow their plans. He does not. The funny thing is, a lot of times you don't know the plans. You don't know the purposes. You just follow the advice on social media to join a challenge. This japine that everybody's japine, are you aware that is an ungodly advice? Because if God did not ask you to japa, you, everybody is just telling you that, oh, Nigeria is not working well. This thing is not working well. The best opportunities are outside of the country. You have started, you have started harnessing, harnessing opportunity. You want to relocate. Did God send you? Counsel of the ungodly. When something is trending, beware, beware. When something is trending in the world, if many people in the world, especially ungodly people who, who are not Christians, are engaged in it, you need to step back and, and check, find out the origin of that thing. Naked brides. You would think it's a nice idea. I want to be hot. I want to be hot on my wedding day. We have talk, we have talk, we have talk, we have talk our own shit. Go and go and go and um, um, find out. Go and do your research and find out the, the reason for naked brides and the agenda. You use yourself as an instrument of, of the devil on your wedding day, your own wedding day, that you were supposed to honor God. God is giving you out as a bride. That is even if, if he's the one giving you out. You decide that that's the day you want to be naked. That's the day you want to be an instrument of the devil. I, I, I don't get it. Like sometimes I'm, I'm just like, is, do you have the Holy Ghost? Does the Holy Ghost tell you what to wear? Is this, you, do you know what it means to say Jesus is the Lord of my life? Is he really the Lord of your life? When you show up, is Jesus the Lord of your life? Or, is, or, or, or you think that this Christianity we are joking? He says, this guy does not stand, nor stands submissive and inactive. <laughs> the choice of word is amazing. You stand submissive, then you are inactive. You say, ah, I'm just there. Oh. I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. It, 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 see, the scripture acknowledged that you did not do anything. You were inactive. But he said you submitted. That standing was a submission. That you were there in the submission. They stand submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. We know the kind of people that are going in this direction. We know the kind of people that are doing these things. You stood there, submitted, but inactive. The next one is a sit down to relax and to rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. He said, Astamaka, 
they, yes, I know they were talking about pastors. They were talking about pastors. And some of the things that they were saying really, really happened, but I did not contribute. You are there. You are in the scripture. It said you sit, you sat down to relax and to rest. Where the scornful, it didn't say that you contributed. It did, but the scripture acknowledged that you did not contribute. You just relaxed and rested. Brothers and sisters, the Bible is true to everyone so that nobody will call God a liar. So that nobody will say that God did not tell them. There are consequences for actions. There are consequences for lifestyle. And I've said it, I said many marriages that, you know, it's not everyone that might get separated. Like, oh, you now hear that, ah, brother, this person and sister, this person, they are no longer together. It might not happen. But many of them, they are not happy in their marriage. But it started on the wedding day. It started on the wedding day. It was the day that they were, their lives were supposed to be dedicated. Their union was supposed to be dedicated to God. And they were supposed to start out on a different path of life. But they glorified the devil and they attracted demons on their wedding day. Now we are having global service. Pastor is calling for global service and he's having to talk to us about our weddings. Like how, how we take rich day. How, how did we become so wayward and worldly that a global service has to be called to address us? Like, are we okay? I'm just wondering. Like, I'm wondering, are we really Christians? And you know me, me I will say it. So that you will, not, you will not say that you were ignorant. If we talk about decency, if we talk about immorality, if we talk about nakedness, if we talk about all of these things, nobody in inspired by the world can claim ignorance. You cannot claim ignorance if you are in this house. And many of you, we have your phone numbers. We still see your status from time to time. And we are wondering, are you brothers? And sisters, you, 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 some of you dress decently, but when it's time to celebrate your friends, you put a naked woman on your status. I wonder if you are okay. You say you don't support it, but you endorse it. Your friend wanted to do birthday shoot. She decided that she wanted to be naked. Don't put it up. Send her a private message. Call her, wish her happy birthday. And if she asks you, be bold enough to say that, sorry, sister, your clothing was not decent enough, so I could not put up your picture. Can we be bold about the truth? Can we not see how bold evil people have become? They are telling you now that they are passing laws. You saw the documentary that pastor played for us. That woman that was sued to court by the whole state for daring to act what is in the curriculum of a child. What audacity? And then you don't want to be bold about the truth? Where did you fall from? I'm weary of timid Christians. Where did you fall from? Why are you timid? The timidity of many Christians is the reason why these children of the devil are so loud about their stupidity and their evil. You don't want to be hated. Really? Did Jesus not tell you that you'll be hated for the gospel? If speaking the truth makes you hated, then so be it. Like even now, as I'm talking, somebody, somebody might just be hating me. It's okay. Don't you get it? It's okay. We're keeping quiet too much. A lot is, is, is being destroyed in, our, in the world and we're quiet and we say we're Christians. If the apostles were quiet and these things are documented in the Bible so that you will know the stance of the apostles. Read the epistles. Say, Pastor told us to go and read from the book of Acts into the epistles. Go and read it. They told us. They corrected us about these things so that we will know their stance. If they did not have a stance, then Christianity would not have got, gotten to us. 
brothers and sisters, uh, please, let's behave. Like, let's behave. Because I'm, I'm just thinking how the angels feel when they look at some of us. They are wondering, like, are, are these people, did these people know that Jesus actually died for them? Did, did they know that it was, not, it was not convenient for him to die? Do they know? Do they know? Thank God we're in a time of grace. So actions are not taken immediately against people. But we cannot call ourselves, and Christ, uh, call ourselves Christians and still, and still do certain things. Like I literally saw a sister. Hey God, you know when you when you see a status and then the status has not downloaded, then you, you, you I couldn't I did not have the boldness to download it. She sells um, skin products. You know she's into um, cosmetics, and she put a, a, a lady on pant and bra just to prove to us that her cream works. And I'm asking myself, this lady is in my church. Is she mad? I was asking myself, like, is this lady okay? Has it got into that? Just to prove to us that your cream is working. You put a naked lady on your status. Brothers and sisters, something should no longer be tolerated. Enough is enough. Let's stop disgracing Christianity. Don't be a disgrace to Christianity. Let your life bring glory to God. Say wherever you are. Say, my life brings glory to God. My WhatsApp status brings glory to God. My Instagram story brings glory to God. My Facebook posts, my social media posts, they bring glory to God. It is your WhatsApp status. It is not the celebrants. It is not your friend's WhatsApp status. So you can choose to post and not to post. Stop endorsing nonsense. Stop it, brothers and sisters. Let's stop it. I'm coming to the point where I probably will even stop celebrating people. Like I'll just mind my business because it, it, it's becoming so irritating. Brothers and sisters, this is a warning from the spirit of God. This year, <laughs> I was telling you yesterday that see, something, some resources will not be committed to the hands of certain Christians. So, because it will destroy the, the Christian. So when we're saying we'll do billions as types, do billions as types, just, just ensure that your way is clear. Ensure that this Psalm 1 to 3 describes you. You don't rest submissive and inactive, standing on the way of sinners, following their plans and their purposes. The trend of naked celebrants, you joined it. You say, ah, but me, I dress well. Heavenly Father, have mercy on our generation. Have mercy on our generation. Have mercy on our sisters. Have mercy on our brothers. Have mercy on our generation. Open their eyes to see the truth of God's word. Let them come to walk in wisdom and in knowledge. You know, times like this, there are those who will call Sister Maka judgmental. It's okay, it's your mouth. Call me whatever you want to call me but I bring you God's word and I teach you God's word. If I'm hated for it, I'm, I'm very, you, if you know me, you know that I'm, I'm one of the persons that I'm so unbothered about who likes me and who doesn't like me. As long as I'm standing with the truth of the word of God, by now you should know. So just don't even waste your emotions, just in case you are here. Don't waste it, it's a waste. It does not affect me. If you see me and you spit and you pass, I'm still okay. Pastor Debbie knows what I'm talking about. See, people have been physically insulted on this matter. I'm okay. Don't you get it? The Bible told me it's going to happen. I'm, I'm convenient with it. 
Many people are not bold to address these things. And that's why we got to where we are. If somebody was correcting you when you were growing up, you will not be here. Then I have the boldness to correct you. You say you want to insult me, insult me. It's okay, I'm, I'm very, very fine. If you want my phone number, I can give you the phone number so that I can bring the insult to the WhatsApp DM. I'm still, I will still be fine. And I will pray for you and I will still love you. But you see this word of God, we will teach ourselves the truth. If you are a Christian, be a Christian. If you don't want to be a Christian, then let's know you are not one. How can we see you and we don't know the difference between you and the ungodly woman? Have you not been reading Proverbs? When they describe the ungodly woman, the adulteress, how come the description fits you and you are a Christian? How? Brothers and sisters, and men, men, husbands in this house, your, one of your major responsibilities in marriage is leadership. And leadership comes with correction. Your wife dressed naked, you tell her you cannot go out of this house. You are the leader. You are the head of the house. Please man your position. I'm weary of weak men who cannot talk to their wives about what is right. If you say you don't have it in you, go and study the scriptures. Go and buy books on leadership. Learn and be bold about what you should be bold about. You are full of love. Yes, beautiful. But the Bible told us that God corrects who he loves. So your love is not complete. You see some wives and you wonder whether they left the house with their husbands. You people are part of the trouble. Because when I'm talking about two women now, it will look as though um, ah, it's the women. No, it's not just the women I'm talking about. I have elder brothers. As, as a young lady growing up, my eldest brother, some of you know him, brother CJ in Lekki Church. First and foremost, we did not grow up dressing indecently. But that's how we look. He would tell me to get back inside my room and go and change. I had such kind of brothers. So even you that you say, oh, I'm not a married man. Stamaka is not talking to me. You are an elder brother. You are a brother. Don't allow your younger sisters get out of the house looking like prostitutes. Stand as a leader. Say, I'm your elder brother. If I don't correct you, nobody will correct you. Get inside there and go and change those clothes. And then from time to time, take your siblings on shopping. Buy them decent clothes. If they are going to buy by themselves, is the reason they are buying in decent clothes. Then be a big brother. Use your money. Spend money on them. Brothers and sisters, while we've revisited this matter today, it's a critical matter in the realm of the spirit. You cannot play ignorant, oh. You cannot play ignorant. The spirit of God has been talking to you about it again and again. Those of you who have not made adjustments, the spirit of God has been bringing it to your attention. And I leave you to him. If what we teach is by the word, then listen to the word. But if it is not by the word, then live your own life. But remember that when you said that Jesus is Lord and master, it meant that the word of God is Lord and master over your life. And you are willing to make adjustments at every point in time on the basis of the word of God. Thank you for your time. And I pray that you will receive these words with meekness in your heart. And you will know that it came from a place of love. A lot is being destroyed. A lot is being destroyed. And we cannot stand back by our inactiveness and our submissiveness to the counsel and to the way of sinners. It's our submission that is causing certain things. Look at the posts. Look at, look at what, what we prayed about yesterday. Somebody was bold enough to do that. When Sister Kelvin Harris mentioned, I went to look for the 2013 post. 
he accused, he, he made a statement saying how that, uh, however he said it, how that somebody will accuse Jesus of sleeping with Mary Madeline. If somebody said that about Muhammad on social media, did you guys ever hear about the lady that was burned to death in, in, in one of the northern states? She just made it. What she said is not as bad as what that man has said about Jesus. He was burnt and he was videoed and put on social media. So dare us as Christians to say, any of you that think that you have mouth, come and talk against Muhammad. But somebody has the boldness to talk against Jesus. Because we, many of us don't even know what we have. We don't know. So somebody else is mocking Jesus and we are there. Nothing was done against that man in 2013. Now he has come back. He's telling us that they will make Nigeria unbearable for the Christians. And you think you will hide. You think you will hide. And those of you that are not Nigerians, I've told you, if Nigeria goes down under our watch, even heaven will hold us responsible. Because this is the place where we are pushing the gospel war. Where the ammunitions have been, the rational of realities they are receiving, this is where we're pushing it from. The healing streams, this is where we're pushing it from. Everything we're doing, the final war is being fought from here. If anything happens to this base, will be held responsible. So if you, if you are still joking with your Christianity, you need to arrange yourself. There's war. There's war and we are fighting. Don't act like there's no war because you'll be a victim. The guy that does not fight in war will be killed. I don't know if the gospel is personal for you. If it's personal, you'll feel what I'm feeling. And you will not joke with the, with the freedom and the privileges that you have at this time. Heavenly Father, thank you. We are having a great day today. I pray for those who are giving an offering. Our offering today is for the nations and for the nation of Nigeria. And we declare that Nigeria is rescued from every machination, evil plan, strategy and stratagem against this country, against the church and against Christians. It will not hold. They will be victims of their own plots. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. Please send your offerings to your several to your different churches, your um, PCF, PCUs, cells. Like I always will say, we don't collect offerings here. We're not a church, so send your offerings to your churches. Thank you so much, everyone. I'd like us to unmute our mics at this moment as we share the benediction. Amen. And the grace of the Lord Jesus, 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 Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, <laughs> 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 